Welcome to Prickly and Blooming, hosted by Jesse Browning and brought to you by LaJoy Society. At age 35, Jesse theoretically adored her life. She was a mama to four children and owned multiple businesses with her husband. But without an ability to cope or care for herself, an isolating darkness crept in. Through reckless self-care, therapy, and lots of candor, Jessie found her joy again. She has created LaJoy Society to embolden others to do the same. Each week, we will meet a woman who has an authentic story to share. Undoubtedly, Jessie will be sharing her big heart, unusual life, and countless theories with you along the way. Now, here's Jessie. Hello, everyone. It's Wednesday again, and I have a guest with me this week. So we're going to hear an awesome story um, from Maggie Gentry. So hello, Maggie. Hey. Hi. Would you like to go ahead and tell us about yourself? I like calling it like the baseball card stats. Uh, What is there to know about you? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Um, It's also such just like then I go immediately to this like esoteric, like, who am I? Uh Um, (laughs) But <laughs> I know uh, my husband was like, I'm a tourist. And I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So baseball card stats. Um, yeah, I'm Maggie Gentry. I um, live in Austin, Texas. And for, um, you know, paying the bills, I um, run my own business. So I'm a marketing consultant and business coach. Um, I have a cat. I don't. How think- old's your cat? Oh my God, is this terrible that I don't know? Like six-ish, seven-ish. Yeah. Um, She's not, yeah, I guess she's six. Anyway. Um, So it's just us living here. Um, That's a newer development. So I... Mm, I think this is part of your story, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So um, recently officially divorced. Um, So I've been navigating that. Um, yeah, that's like, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's a good place to start. Cause like the, you'll, uh, we'll get to know you more obviously (laughs) by when we hear your story. So everyone kind of starts with this, you know, sometimes big, sometimes little, sometimes, you know, crying in our closet, sometimes getting kicked off an airplane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you have a story like that, that kind of started a transformation for you? Like a moment where, you know, I kind of call it the, just not this moment or, like I said to myself was this can't be my life you know do you have a moment like that where you can identify with hindsight where everything started to change for you yeah um and I remember you asked me that in preparation for this and you know I think that it's um it's maybe not one moment either it could be like a season you know what I mean like there was these four things that happened that Mm -hmm. combined into you know for sure no and that's definitely my case like I don't think that there was one instant in, um, as it was happening in living, in living it, it's, um, you know, I was slowly kind of waking up to it. And so then you're right. In hindsight, I can see this unfolding, uh, in this developing, I would say that, um, it really began when I started my business, which was in the spring of 2016. When that happened, I decided to see a therapist for the first time. And because I knew that being on my own was going to be a really big deal. And so I was like, okay, I need to support myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very wise of you. <laughs> so, you know, but also building a business, having some time on my hands. So it was also when I really in earnest 
dedicated myself to a yoga practice. I have a history um, as a dancer. So movement has always been really important to me. Um, so then I, I finally found my yoga home. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I'm going to write that down. Yoga home. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Like the uh-huh. place where it's like, yeah, yep. you just jive. Um, and so those were happening. Um, and then also just the conversations that I was having with other entrepreneurs, the, the community that I found myself in online um, was very open and having a lot of conversations around mindset and meditation and wellness. And I found myself like really gravitating toward mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so it was a slow unfolding for those two years, like 2016, 2017. Um, at the end of 2017, I decided to get my yoga teacher certification. So I, um, 2018 was like really hard for the business. Um, things kind of came to a screeching halt and in a moment of panic, I took a full-time job, um, was employee number one for the startup. And I was there for a little while and it was not a right fit. So after three months, put in my resignation notice and had all the feelings around failure, not being uh-huh. able to hack it, like <laughs> all the things. Uh-huh. Um, and then did yoga teacher training after that. So it was like, you know, business wasn't working out. Um, started to freak out about money and finances. All these fear stories came up, took this job, quit the job. Um, at the same time, my former partner, husband at the time, took a project in Singapore. So for three months, he was gone while I was doing my yoga teacher training. I don't think you can go through that process without having like an entire soul excavation. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that from other teachers that like, something there it's going down right it's intense yeah yeah um you know so it's like all these things just like built on one another and um i um i co-facilitated a retreat in um ontario with two other women in the fall of 2018 and there's this um Sophie Luxton is her name and she, um, does these, I don't even quite know how to call them. They're like movement workshops and that doesn't even feel sufficient enough. (laughs) Um, so we worked through rage and grief through movement. Oh, nice. It was awesome. I love hearing, was it women centered? Yes. Women in Rage. Yes. There's the book on my Audible list is Rage Becomes Her. I got to get to it. Oh, I don't know that Part one. of this, my friend recommended it to me called Rage Becomes Her. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm adding that mm-hmm. to my Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's on. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but, it, you know, just so powerful to be in a room of women where we were given tools to move through that rage and that grief um, safely. And then after that experience of allowing those emotions to move through, then it was more of like a 
a turning on of self and like really coming back into self-nurturance and self-love. And um, so, you know, that was like the structured format, but then that evening turned into this just like wild dance party around our Airbnb. And, um, and so then I, I really think, you know, everything had kind of been this like slow progression, but to me, it feels like that weekend was the initial cracking open. Okay. That was like where things, yeah, the lava started coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then that was end of October, 2018. And then it was March of 2019 when my former partner and I decided to separate and we were separated all of last year before we started like divorce proceedings this year. So. Right. So there's like this long, like it's always, you know, like I said, different, but there's this, this process was more of like a, a fluid process for you, you know, as, as opposed to some people, it's like a breaking process, (laughs) you know, where it's like a, a boom process. This was more of like there, there was a fire going on this rope and it just kept going. Right. So I'd love to like, then go backwards a little bit. Like, so in 2016, when you started your business, what did you do before? Like, what was there, did you have a different career? Like, cause that, that's also a change there when you started your own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, my background's in marketing. So I did that in three different industries prior. Um, but immediately before I started my business, um, I had kind of been trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do because I, um, the last full-time job that I had, I quit in April of 2015. And that's because it was not a healthy work environment. And at that point, I think after you know, this was like eight years or so of trying to figure out the right fit. And I, I had the job that I loved, but in a stale bureaucracy. And then I went to the well-paying job that I thought, oh, maybe I care too much. Like maybe I can just like check in and check out and like get a paycheck and that didn't work. (laughs) And so then I was like, okay, no, I do care about what I do. So I've got to find something that I love and tried something And then it was, I mean, emotionally toxic workspace. And so after three tries, I was like, shit, I don't know what to do. So for the eight months prior to starting my business, I actually worked as a manager at a dance studio here in town because my friend owns a dance studio. And I was just picking up odd jobs. Like I had an event background too. So it was working events. Um, And then I had an acquaintance at the time mentioned that she needed some marketing help. And she was like, oh, you know, 10 bucks an hour and posted it on Facebook. And I remember being in the bathtub, like seeing this and I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And <laughs> like, you know, so we worked together for six months. It was, I started doing that in the summer of 2015. And then at the end of that year, she looked at her stats and was like, I've tripled my revenue since working with you. And she was the one that's kind of like, you can like, you know, you can do this for people. This. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I think, and, and again, I think there was something where I was like, it was simmering, but I think I needed someone to help mirror that back to me that it was a possibility. Yeah. Cause it's, it's something that you were doing in for other people 
but you hadn't fully like taken on the like, oh, I could do this for myself mm-hmm. and go with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So what was that like? What was um, starting a business from nothing? <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur as well. What was that like for you? <laughs> Smooth um, sailing, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yep, let's hear it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think that when I talk about entrepreneurship, I feel like it's living life under a magnifying glass because I, you know, there's an element of um, everything, at least to me, felt exacerbated where it was like, okay, um, I'm having to share who I am and like craft this about page. And oh my God, like who, again, who am I? Like, Uh (laughs) and, then, uh, you know, I've got these people pleasing tendencies. So it's like, all right, now I've got to seriously work on boundaries. And, um, <laughs> oh, I have to have sales conversations. So then I need to like work on what am I worth or what is my work worth? And then all these conversations about unworthiness come up. And it's like, you know, it was just the channel through which I then was began working through all of my own shit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Especially in your industry. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you're selling yourself. And I know for some like promotion, uh-uh, not something I enjoy, you know? Like, can we just like put it out there and people will find it, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah. Well, and that's that's a big part of how, like what I what I share and what I do is that how can we reclaim um, how can we reclaim and redefine marketing so that it no longer becomes this like icky, sticky, promotional, one-way, manipulative thing? So, but it's interesting how even my work kind of evolved as I personally evolved. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. It's parallel. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you started therapy when you started your business. And as you're talking about all these things came up in therapy, did then at a certain point, did you notice like personal stuff started coming up in therapy? Oh, yeah. Um, Like, I mean, like relationship wise, obviously it's all personal of like boundaries and worth and all of that. But like, you know, when, because I know, you know, you've had the first you had a career change and now you've had like a, you know, relationship change. mm -hmm. Like, was there a certain point where you were, I don't know, like how did... How did going to therapy, starting the business turn into, you know, a divorce? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think, so I'm grateful for my first therapist. I'm not with her anymore. I'm with someone else, but, you know, she opened my eyes to meditation. She opened my eyes to the idea of, I mean, at that point I was, um, and still have this behavior, but I was highly anxious. Um, And, you know, she helped me understand grounding. And so often um, my homework was get barefoot and go in my yard and just stand there for a few minutes. Um, But so I I think that the self-reflection, the self-inquiry, that started with therapy. But then I can also, I remember too, um, 
so I, I ha- I've developed this program and this philosophy that I call own your why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's this idea of, um, you know, working with business owners so that they can not only define what it is that they're, that is their purpose, but also develop a strategy so that they see that purpose through. So then it becomes this idea of owning your why is a filter through which you then enact um, everything in your business. So um, it comes back to agency and choice and the power in choice. Um, So I say that because um, early... It was spring of 2019 and I was going through a meditation teacher training because, of course, yoga teacher training Mm -hmm. is just like the tip of the (laughs) iceberg. Yep. So then it was the third weekend and we had our philosophy teacher come in and was teaching us on the yamas, which um, very poor, but I'll give this uh, example. It's like similar to the Ten Commandments. I'll just say like Christianity Ten Commandments is to Christianity as like the Yamas are to Buddhism. That okay. might not be mm-hmm. totally accurate, but the idea is like um, mm-hmm. these kind of principles to live by. We'll say that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so um, our homework, again, was to meditate on one of them. We could choose which one we wanted and to meditate on it. And so I chose Satya, which loosely translates to truthfulness. Okay. And how many, how many were there again? Oh goodness. I Do you remember? knew you were going to ask it, me. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. we, we can look I, it up. Like, I like, think there are five because there are yamas okay. and niyamas. Goodness. I'm sorry that I don't know that. Oh, that's okay. But it's more than three, less than 10. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's kind I of the general. I believe that there for. are five. Okay. Um, so anyway, after two weeks of meditating on truthfulness and this idea of like, what in my life is not true or where am I not being truthful in my life? Um, it became very clear that my marriage was an area in which um, that was not true. And I was not showing up as my true self there. Um, and yeah, so it, it just, so I think if I had any sort of flash or what did you call it? Like a, a boom or like a break moment. Uh, yeah. 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 Boom. <laughs> yeah. So if that, if, if I did have one of those, like that was it, it was just like all of a sudden one day after two ish weeks of meditating on this idea of truthfulness, it was like, yeah, it's my marriage. Dang. And I mean, it had been unfolding for a while too. I mean, you know, we had talked about this and we're, you know, having conversations around other ways to be in relationship and what does that look like and how can we make this work? And so it wasn't totally out of the blue, but I think as far as like, oh yeah, no, we can't keep pretending a new way of being in this relationship together will work. Like it needs to be. Right. How long were you married? Four years. Um, But we, We'd been together for like five and a half, so it was almost ten total. Okay. Oh, five and a half before. Mm-hmm. So it was a while. Did you? Um, 
immediately or did you have to ruminate on it some time? Like once you were, you were like, okay, this is, this is where my truthfulness is. I assume that it, like it just kept coming up, you know, it kept coming up and like the message was just like right here and you were like, okay, I see you. Did you have to ruminate on that and go to therapy for a little bit? Or were you able to go right to your um, you know, ex and say like, this has come up? Yeah, no, it, I think the universe had some beautiful timing there because I believe if I remember correctly, which I could go back to my journals and like confirm, (laughs) but I believe I had this knowing on a Sunday and then we had the conversation on a Monday night. It was fast. Okay. It was, it had been simmering. Oh yeah. And that, and I feel like that's also typical of me. Like things might take me a while to come to that conclusion, but once I decide I move, you're done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got it. And like, I got to ask, um, did he say like, yeah, you know what I mean? Was there, was it like a, yeah, we need to have this moment. We need to have this, you know, it sounds like he wasn't surprised, right? Yeah, no. And actually, um, I mean, he also sees a therapist or at least I assume he still does at that time he was. Um, and you know, we knew that we were going to have like a chat and he came home from therapy and, um, I, I, and I, I think he was actually the one that brought it up first and it like very much was like a mutual yeah yeah decision I think he um yeah like initiated that um I think we need to separate or whatever that was and then mm-hmm. I very quickly was like yeah I agree that's awesome mm-hmm. like I mean it's so wonderful <laughs> to hear when it's like this mutual like honesty mm-hmm and it's been um, also beautifully anticlimactic. I mean, it's yeah, been like I was, a that's really – That's what I was kind of – yeah, great. You <laughs> yeah. know, it doesn't have to be a big – right? Like it doesn't have to be a big dramatic, I don't know, cl- off the cliff or something, uh-huh. you know? That's really great. What a – what a um, inspiration. You know, I, I'm, I'm married. I've never been divorced. Um, my husband was divorced before he met me, but, um, I've thrown divorce parties for friends. Like I, you know, I've, I see friends, um, and they, you know, tell me they're divorced or they've broken up with a long-term partner. And I'm like, congratulations, high five, give me a hug, like way to go. And this happened one time recently. And this woman was just taken aback. She's like, thank you so much for saying that. Like I've felt really like low about it and people, you know, were saying I shouldn't be, you know, feeling lighter and that, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, that's a hard choice to end a long-term anything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're married or not, like, like kudos to you for following, you know, your heart and knowing your happiness, you know, needed to be fulfilled and whatever. And it, she was just like, oh God, thank you for that. And I was like, no, congrats on your separation. You know, congrats on your divorce. I send divorce cards, you know, and I think people are shocked. They're like, but you're married. I'm like, that doesn't mean I can't understand, you know, and, and understand the, the, that it was never taken lightly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think in the aftermath, it's interesting to see how people respond to it. Cause you're right. Like typically there's this like timid, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, that like elongated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And I like, if, if anything, and we've talked about this on another episode with a a friend of mine who's divorced, we talked about like more divorce celebration. It's okay. People. In fact, the person who's divorced is probably feeling like their best they have in a long time. Give the lift, help lift them up, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, high fives. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, and that's it. I mean, I haven't been able to have a divorce celebration because it happened during COVID. Oh, <laughs> yeah. all right. If your friends listen to this, take her out <laughs> and you guys can go out <laughs> Yeah, and have, have a martini. I know. Yeah. I got to figure something out. But I mean, I guess the, the bright side in all of this is because we were planning to go to the courthouse the week that everything shut down here in Austin. Oh, wow. You were right at the end. Yes. And so, <laughs> um, but then it only took a week for them to get everything up online. And I'm like, well, thank goodness. Cause I mean, we were uncontested. It, I mean, it really should have been quite easy. So it's like, thank you legal system for finally catching up. Oh, that's good. Are they back online now? How long were they down for? No, being like being able to process it all online instead of having to go like uh, into the courthouse. Oh, you know what I, mean? I get what you're saying. Oh, yes. I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So oh, we, well, we didn't go into the courtroom at all. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. yeah. If it's an uncontested, like there's no issues, you don't have any children, correct? Correct. So there's no custody, mm-hmm. like thing to line out. Oh, that's so great. So yeah. hopefully that can be the new normal now. Of, like we can submit this online. We can be done. Yeah. We don't have to. Sh- oh, oh, thanks for. <laughs> that's what I learned today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. At least for Travis County. Yeah. Right. Well, great. Uh, I love to hear that. Like I'm, um, I'm hoping that one of the <laughs> things that continues on after this time is um, this testing. You know, like there was none of that star testing this year. Like maybe that we can realize that we don't need that. Oh, I you didn't know. realize that. Yeah. That's so huge. the kids, yeah, the kids were released from testing this year. So, like, hey, can we just keep going with that? So, mm-hmm. anyway, I think that um, that you talked about it a little bit, but I love to go through and have like list almost, not really, but I'd love to share with what helped us, you know, what, like for me, and I think some of them are similar for you was like yoga, meditation, um, you know, all the, all those little kind of things like, um, that people bring in and start adopting as new habits and rituals in, in becoming more, you know, centered in their life. Mm -hmm. Um, so what would you like to share? Like what, what helped you during this time in this transition time? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll think back to the past year. I mean, absolutely. Yes. To yoga and meditation. Um, I'm also a big reader, so I feel like books and just learning have been also extremely helpful. Um, finding a new therapist during this time. Cause I, there was a, a period of, um, a few months when I wasn't seeing anyone and then seeing someone again was super helpful. I also, I mean, granted, I have just like one little furry creature who's not very um, demanding, so I can do this, but my morning routine has been um, immensely helpful, having space in the day where I can just work on me, focus on me. Um, and do you want to share what, what your routine is? Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. So I feel it, it like it's quite excessive because oh. <laughs> it's like two and a half, sometimes three hours. Ah, I'm envious. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Like I have wish I had that time. Sound like a mom that's like overburdened. I have a morning routine. Don't, don't feel sorry yeah. for me, but like, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I'm here for it. Well, yeah. so I always oh. use that I would too. because I'm like, I don't yeah. have other humans. Like, right. I you Go know. for it. No, no apologies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. So I get up at five. And, um, I'll, you know, make my coffee and, um, 
hang out with my cat for a little bit. And then that's when I, I meditate and I journal. Um, and so I'll do a little bit of soul journaling. And then also I'll do, um, you know, I feel most creative in the morning. So then after I do that, where it's like taking care of my soul and my needs, my spirit, then I feel like I can transition. So that's when I do most of my writing and content creation for my business. So um, then that's when I'll do, you know, writing blogs or newsletters or anything like that. Um, so even though it is still perhaps technically like business focused, but there's something about sharing what's on my heart and my mind that feels... Right. It doesn't feel like you're like writing a TPS report. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. You're writing. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's, yeah. It's different. So yeah. it does feel kind of sweet. Um, and then I also reserve time to read in the morning. So I want to make sure that, um, and, it, and it varies in terms of how often I do each one or how long. Um, sometimes if I, like last week, I felt like all I did was just write because I was kind of behind on my own schedule. So I didn't read as much. And then, yeah, I mean, then that usually gets me to about 7.30. And then, you know, I start my day, like get ready to go. But there's something for me because my work is client focused, it's like once I come back and sit down at my desk and get ready for the day, then I feel like once I'm here, I'm kind of turning myself over to be of service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the 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 focus mm-hmm. is now outward instead of inward. Mm-hmm. And it's just that basic concept of, which is something that is, is you know, um, marketed <laughs> to moms, um, fill up your cup first. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you're doing. You're being intentional with your time, getting yourself ready to, you know, like I loved how you said to be of service, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the time. And now pre COVID, did you go to an office? <laughs> no, I like you know, work from home. Yeah. I had the whole work from home set up, ready to go. Actually, um, you can sort of see I've got this like box behind me, but I'm transitioning to a standing desk and I'm super excited about it. Oh, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, in the corner, like <laughs> facing the two walls, like I thought maybe an office someday, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. So it's like I got a corner desk, and my husband has a desk out in the kitchen. <laughs> we got a bunch of people in our little house, and oh we all, gosh. and when they started homeschool, they all have like a little work spot in our house now. That's really yeah, sweet. Yeah. So, what I mean, has anything changed for the business with COVID? Um, I imagine. Yes. I mean, it's kind of, it's an interesting question for sure. Um, I mean, the initial response, like I had, I had one client who was in the middle of launching a course. And so then that felt completely tone deaf to continue promoting that. So it was like switching gears on that. Um, one of my clients is a yoga studio. So it was determining how to get them online. Another client who uh, predominantly does in-person trainings, so then also shifting. So the first few weeks were pretty brutal in terms of just like doing what I could to help people transition. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was a little bit of a slowdown like early April. And then for some reason, like mid-April hit and it seemed like folks that had space to kind of consider things or have new ideas. Um, And so things have picked back up again. So actually I'm 
like quite full, which so grateful for, you know? Right. Right. Um, Yeah. Did you lose some business during, like, did some people have to be like, I can't financially or whatever? It shifted. I mean, I, um, I haven't had any, well, that's not true. I had some proposals out who, you know, it was like, not now. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I had some that I thought for sure were going to be like yeses in Mm -hmm. the next few months that didn't, um, come through. And then, a couple that had to just like decrease their engagement, um, which makes sense too, just because I understand everyone. Right. Their, right. Their revenue is down. Mm-hmm. God knows between, you know, 20 to 70%. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, I know that, um, geez, I mean, it depends on what sector, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it can wild, very, very wildly right now. Wild, verily. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, wait, my, I'm getting my wires crossed. Oh, we talked. Oh, did you have anything else though? We did um, yoga, morning routine, meditation before we, you know, jump oh, ship yeah, off that question. Was there anything else? Resources. Um, a therapy. Use therapy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that come up a lot, and so, but it's also like I like to like keep repeating it to people if they're listening. Of like these things help progress. Yeah. You know. I mean, I would say I did a lot of work too with. Um, an emotional wellness coach. So her name is Barbara Roshna. And, um, she is doing this really great, um, feelings one-on-one workshop right now. Um, and so in addition to therapy, I think that having the vocabulary that she shared was extremely helpful for me to be able to understand that feelings are real feelings and emotions are signals for my body. And so not ignoring the signals that they're sending and being able to, um, understand that this like heat that starts in my chest and radiates down my arms and makes my fingers tingly is anger. So like being able to know that then when I feel that, then I can say like, huh, I'm angry. Interesting. Like, Right. What is it about that? So, you know, anyway, having um, this tool has been enormously helpful. Um, So she's been a great resource. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I use, as far as like meditation, I use the Insight Timer app. Yep. Same. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great one. Yep. Um, and I'll be honest too, like even just having friends where I can have conversations, community, I think was huge for me. Um, especially in the like shifting of mm-hmm. friend groups. Your life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And my life. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So in relation to divorce and in relation to your, your own sort of metamorphosis, mm-hmm. you know, of um, what, what rippled out into friendships? Like- mm. Did you have any shifts there? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that beautifully now I have um, like even more actually friendships. And I think that that grew through. Um, yeah. I mean, now some of my closest friends are because I met them online and through, on you know, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner and meeting in that space. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just, you know, I think the biggest shift for me as far as like other relationship outside of my marriage was, um, 
you know, I was in a largely codependent relationship with my mom. And so then when I learned more about my own boundaries and my own needs and began speaking them, uh, that also started happening when I, you know, tried to, um, tried that hat on in terms of like, oh, hey, what's it like if I share what I need or like put a boundary up? (laughs) So that has shifted. Yeah. Is that still a work in progress? Very much so. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Congratulations on that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So in 2016, you started your business. Mm -hmm. And now like, I, 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 that was part of, you know, this, this transformation process, but like now structurally um, in your life, what does your business look like? Has it evolved? Has it changed? You went from a baby business to now it sounds like, you know, a thriving business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I always like get to the point of like, now what, you know, it's kind of like, where are you now and where would you like to go? And like, what does that look like? And what's the structure? And I don't know, like how has your business been? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm so bad at these questions because, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah. But like, what, what did you think when you started your business? What did you think it would be? What did you envision? And then what is it like now? Yeah. And that's what we'll start there. Yeah. Because, um, historically I've been really bad at like always at these kind of like five year, 10 year goal questions. So when I started, I'm not even sure if I knew what it would be. I think it was like, Hey, how can I get my first client? And then after that, it was like, how do I get another one? And then after that, it was like, you know, just like I, um, so it's not that it's, and it's interesting because when I say that, I don't feel as though I'm saying this, like I don't care or it lacks purpose. I think my purpose is very clear, but I think for me, it's staying really focused on why I'm doing this, which for me, it goes back to what we shared, which is redirecting the conversation for how to be in business, being able to see those of us that choose to have a business is merely a way to channel the change that we want to see in the world. It is merely a platform. So it's one way. So for those of us that do choose this path, then how can we ensure that we are working and using this for the best good, for the highest good? So that is what I'm trying to accomplish with the Own Your Why program and through mindful marketing and redefining marketing and like really taking it back to be one that is um, intentional and more focused on a dialogue and really looking at the hearts and the souls and the humans behind the screens and the numbers that we see. Um, so that's always there, but how that, like what that looks like or how that happens, I still don't know. And I think that there's an element uh, in me that doesn't want to define exactly how it looks, because I think if I put those parameters on it, if I put that framework, then I feel as though I'm missing out on potentially some magic. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that there's an element of not yet knowing what it might be that allows me to co-create with universe, spirit, God, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever Mm -hmm. is here. Um, So I don't mean to not answer. Oh no. Yeah. Your question. That's, 
<laughs> this is the best. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the type of answer, you know? know. And it's also very why I ask that is being an entrepreneur because I always there's such a difference and a disconnect between what we think we're getting into mm. and what we get into and it's not bad you know what I mean but it's I think that there's a lot of um, illusions and dreams and um, projections onto being an entrepreneur and quite often it's different mm-hmm. you know it's it's and that's something I've experienced. I mean, we, same thing. We stumbled, like we stumbled into it. Like there was no grand plan. Yeah. And there's something too, where I feel like, you know, now I would say the, the largest percentage of my work is through offering something that I didn't come up with on my own. It was something that I saw my clients were asking for. So then I created it for them. And then it, in, and it was, how can I create a way of working that makes sense for both of us? And, Got it. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't have envisioned that. Right. It, yeah. It would not be in a business plan. No. <laughs> I, I just, my husband, and I laugh about business plans. Yeah. You know? I know. Like, I know. Like, cause in the beginning of stuff, you know, it's like, what's your business plan? And if you need financing and like, it's, and I'm always, we, I don't know. It's, why do you ask people for this? Like, yeah. It's not going to work out like that, but I guess it's to know, to see what your intentions are, or I don't know. If you can't fill out the business plan, then you're not going to do the business. So maybe that's, maybe that's another, you know, fair test of it. So now you are, you know, in your apartment, you're an entrepreneur. Like what's, where do you, where are you going? Like what's, what's happening? You know, what's, what's life going to, and of course this is such a funny question now because it's like, well, I don't fucking know. Five months ago looked a lot different. I know. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's a similar response where it's like I'm not sure. I mean, um, things feel good right now, and I think there's also. I mean, I've been through a lot of change in the past year, um, and so there's an element of almost wanting to just kind of like be in the goodness for a little bit, like be in this joy, be in. Um, yeah, be in gratitude um, and and see what happens. I mean, I think that there's also, um, there's like this element of wanting to somehow someday find a place in the mountains. Like there's that yearning. And then an interestingly, like quite opposite one to also do this like reverse retirement to like the city, like New York City and just like, you know, be the, the lady about town. Um, so, but that's like far in the distance is, yeah, I mean, I, I really want to focus on what's here, what's present, what my soul's calling for. I want to focus on relationships and loving people well, and then we'll see what unfolds. Yeah. Cause your life is uh, a lot different than it was five years mm-hmm. ago. Oh yeah. And I, yeah, <laughs> I love that you're like, I'm going to take this time to fucking roll up my picnic blanket and enjoy this, you know, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Like, sit down. That's so great. So where um, can people find you? Like you have a website, you have an Instagram, you have all the things. Tell us all the things. And of course, if you don't, if you're not sitting on your phone and be able to catch Maggie right now, it's always in the show notes. Thanks. Yeah. Um, my website is just my name. So it's maggiegentry.com. And, um, I am on all the things except Twitter, but Instagram's the one where I really hang out. Mm-hmm. So 
Isn't Twitter just exhausting? Oh, I, yeah, can't. I can't. I had, I got a Twitter account in 2007. It's like a real old one and I use it for a little bit and then never use it for a long time. And then I just re, and I keep talking about, I'm like, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started mine in 2008 for an internship that I was like needing to do research on a really esoteric topic. And so then all my followers were like in that industry in anyway. So it was just like, I, yeah, it's just like, I never read the comments is my philosophy. And so it seems like Twitter is just always comments. for comments. Yeah, it's all comment comments. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, I just can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So no Twitter. I <laughs> no Twitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, Instagram, I'm Maggie Gentry. And then there's an underscore at the end. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. And I um, thank you so much. Thank you. I love this. Um, I keep saying on episodes and people are probably like, all right, stop. You know, <laughs> it's like during this COVID time, it's been like so nice. It's like, this is my social interaction. Like, yay. Talking to someone that doesn't live in my house. You know? Yes. <laughs> hey, talking to a human at all, I'm grateful because I've just got yes. like a furry thing. So what's your cat's name? Waffles. <gasps> love it. I'm surprised I didn't have, we got a cat last summer. We've had two dogs and we have a cat and he, he was sometimes usually in here sleeping <laughs> on the bed, but he's not here. Oh. All right. So I will remind everyone, I have a note to remind myself that I am also on all the social medias. Yes, I have a Twitter account, but like I said, I don't, I just don't know about Twitter <laughs> <laughs> and everything is LaJoy Society, which is L-A-J-O-I-E Society. And my website is also LaJoySociety.com. L-A-J-O-I-E Society. <laughs> it, oh, it's very much a jingle in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the last, um, I want to take a moment that this is the last episode of season one. Oh That's right. I meant to do this at the top, but um, yeah, this is the last episode of season one. We're taking a break, everyone, um, for the month of June. And then I'll be back in season two um, with new episodes that first week of July. I think it's actually a July 1st. So thank you so much, Maggie, for ending out like the first season. And I just want to like give myself a round of applause. <laughs> yeah, clap with you there. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that, you know, I'm uh, a mom, an entrepreneur, and I didn't know what I was doing. And I had committed to starting a podcast in January and I fucking did it. You and motherfucking did I, it. I motherfucking did it. And I'm like 19 episodes in or 20 episodes in or something. And yeah, I just want to like say I did it. <laughs> yeah. And well, thank you. What an honor. Thank you. It's been awesome. All right, everyone. I'll see you back in July. Everything up to this point has led me here and there's nowhere I'd rather be than to be here. All the made no sense I felt so wrong and out of place now seemed to fit perfectly to tell a story is made